0: It's the musical theater book club. Let's talk about a show. Welcome to Musical Theater Book Club, where we talk about our favorite musicals, our least favorite musicals, and everything in between. I'm Berkeley. I'm Sarah. And today we have a musical theater mini for you. Recently, there has been a petition created to make the Apollo Theater in Harlem a Broadway theater.
1: So there is currently, as of right now, there's currently 41 Broadway theaters, and none of which has a Black owner. So there's been a petition. It started on June 5th. And as of right now, as of recording, it has over 12,000 signatures to make the Apollo Theater a Broadway theater. And so to be considered a Broadway theater, it has to have 500-plus seats, be in Manhattan, and employ equity actors.
0: Currently, the Apollo Theater meets all those marks, so they can do it. So just a little history about the Apollo. It's located on 125th Street in Harlem, which just to get a little perspective, Times Square is located on the other side of Central Park at 46th Street in Broadway. So there's a good amount of space in between them. But as I was looking, there is one, I think it's the Vivian Beaumont. It's not so far away, but it's still a little further away then. It's not like in the big theater district clump where most of the theaters are. So the Apollo Theater opened in 1913, originally as a burlesque theater. And it was actually only, it had a white only policy and then enclosed in 1930 due to the Great Depression. However, it opened back up as the Apollo Theater in 1933 to cater to the black community of Harlem. The first performer to really put the Apollo on the map was Adelaide Hall. There was a little competition at the time with other theaters in the area, and the owner of the Apollo actually passed away. When that happened, they merged it with the Harlem Opera House, and the old Harlem Opera House showed strictly movies, whereas the Apollo Theater focused strictly on stage performances. Originally, they showed vaudeville-type shows, but those died out and music began to take over. So we have bands like Duke Ellington's band or Dizzy Gillespie. We have dance acts, comedians, gospel singers, and everything, all the acts they got focused primarily on African-American performers. There were a couple, as we get further in time, they did have white performers come play. A lot of them were swing bands, And then they did have a couple rock and roll bands in the 50s, but they played mostly blues, which appealed to the community of Harlem.
1: So it flourished in the 1960s, but in the 70s it was shut down. However, it ran some TV specials that got it going, and it ended up opening up again later the same year. In 1983, it became a New York public landmark, And in 1991, it was purchased by the state of New York and they created a nonprofit Apollo Theater Foundation to run it. And as I was researching this, I think I actually went there when I went to New York in high school because I like vaguely remember like as we're reading some of this, I'm like, I think we went there as one of the like not to see anything, but just like as a like historic stop when we went to New York.
0: That's awesome. I wish, I wish I went. I feel like anytime I've gone to New York, it's always stayed mostly in Midtown. I've gone to the Lower East side once, and I've gone about like halfway up Central Park, but I haven't made it up there. And I would love to to go to the Apollo. I wanna see it. So one of the big things with the Apollo is amateur night. This is huge. It happened every Wednesday and was broadcasted on several radio stations. It was originally introduced at the Lafayette Theater and it was known as Harlem Amateur Hour. Then once it moved over to the Apollo, it was audition night and then eventually amateur night in Harlem. Basically it's a chance to get amateur performers up. And a lot of these people end up becoming famous. One thing that I thought was super funny is they have the role of the executioner who would come and sweep the bad people off the stage. And I love this. Sandman Sims played this role from 1950 to 2000. He was a vaudeville tap dancer. So he's like the perfect person for it. Side note, this is not related to the Apollo, but apparently the idea of the hook, which is like this type of thing, originated in 1903 in New York. I found that out today because I was wondering, I was like, is this the first type of pulling the hook, if you want to call it that? that we see and it's not but I like the idea of the broom I think that's really funny as I was reading they also used a stagehand who would like have a pistol or something and chase them off stage as sirens played
1: so we see that there's a lot of you know great famous people who have either been there as you'd mentioned for amateur night or played after they were famous during the Harlem Renaissance it really grew to its prominence And it was built as where the stars were born and legends were made. Just some of the many, many people who have played there are Ella Fitzgerald, Thelma Carpenter, Jimi Hendrix, Billie Holiday, James Brown, Diana Ross, Dionne Warwick, and Stevie Wonder. So that is just some of the many, many people we have seen there.
0: They're also, the Apollo is also known for its live recordings, live albums, live TV performances and whatnot. People who have live albums there, James Brown, he was the first one. And then he ended up doing, I think, three subsequent ones after that. But Patti LaBelle has a concert there, B.B. King. Bruno Mars actually did a TV exclusive concert there, which I think is so funny. I love that it's still I love that the Apollo Theater has been this huge thing for almost, I mean, we're talking 90 years at this point, basically, just shy of 90 They did take the idea of Amateur Night and turn it into a TV show, Showtime at the Apollo. It aired from 1983 to 2008, and they actually did a reboot in 2018. But it did the same thing that Amateur Night did. It televised amateur performers, but also professional performers as well. So it sort of mixed the two together. They did air it on Wednesday nights, which I thought was cool. However, so they didn't mess with regular Amateur Night. It was pre-recorded. So I think that's nice. Basically, it's super important to Harlem culture and the promotion of Black performers as well.
1: So kind of just to bring it back to talk about the petition, like we said, it's still very new. It's only a few days old and it already has a ton of signatures. The first time I actually found it was Alex Brightman, who was in Beetlejuice and in School of Rock, had tweeted about it. And he said, I mean, this has potential to be incredible. Let's go. And so there was a lot of back and forth on Twitter from what I've seen of people who had varying opinions. Well, even before people started talking about it, in the article that we read that we'll share on our Twitter account, it said that the venue hasn't commented yet. I know it's still new, but even when you go on their Twitter account as of right now, they haven't updated in three days. They haven't said whether they're for or against it. This is just a petition that someone has made. So one of the things that I saw about people talking about it on Twitter, someone said, it's important to note that the Black-owned nonprofit organization that runs the Apollo has not commented, nor to my knowledge have they ever expressed interest in becoming a Broadway house. Maybe they should be asked. And so it does feel like something that it could have been a really good idea in theory, but did they want this? And just a couple of the other concerns people were talking about is that To become a Broadway theater, as we talked about, it meets the requirements, but they also have very specific contract requirements. And would the Apollo Theater lose its ability to showcase artists because of these restrictions?
0: That's one of my biggest concerns. I went for a walk with a friend today and I was talking about this. And what I would hate to see is it become one of those big Broadway houses where everything is about the money. I would hate to see that. I think it really helps showcase a lot of people of color and really helps them start their careers. And I I do think that if it were to go to a Broadway house, it would lose some of that ability. And that makes me really sad.
1: One of the other tweets that I saw that was I thought was really good by... Queen T, and we'll retweet this on our account too, just because like I really, really agreed with their voice and what they said. And they said, does the Apollo Theater actually want this? The Apollo is an ever-revolving door of music that changes daily when open. Only one show running would not only limit, but actually decrease the number of Black artists they support. Like turning Joe's Pub into one show for profit theater, perhaps a better solution to allow more artists of color is to get nominated for slash Win Tony Awards would be to hire artists of color on Broadway instead of turning a nonprofit into a for-profit because it's convenient then to hire artists of color. And we talked about this in our last episode. And this, I mean, this will be something we'll probably talk about numerous, numerous times as we said, there's 41 theaters currently on Broadway, and not one of them has a Black owner, so instead of changing this other theater, like, eventually down the road, have one of those other theaters have someone that or put more people of color, whether it's on the stage, directing, choreography, writing, you know, we, like I said, we said this a lot in previous episodes and it'll be something that we continue constantly. Completely agree. I think it just, a lot of it too just felt like the timing of this felt at least to me, it felt almost a little bit like it was pandering. It, I'm assuming that the person meant it in good faith, like they meant it as a good thing and not a bad thing. But the fact that the Apollo theater has not talked about it, or spoken out yet? The fact that this is happening currently with our current climate of what is going on in our country. I think someone else had said too that it just felt like thought that this was a magical idea of a way to solve racism on Broadway, and this this isn't it.
0: Mm-mm. I don't think so. I I think the big thing about the Apollo is it's such a Harlem staple, and I feel like if we made it a Broadway house, it would sort of take that away a little bit. It would become just another Broadway theater. I shouldn't say that I think it would become just a Broadway theater, but that possibility is there. And I feel like we would just lose a lot of the magic that really makes it the Apollo. I know there's just something about When somebody says or mentions the Apollo or someone is doing a concert at the Apollo, it's different than being like, I'm doing a concert at the Palace Theater or I'm doing a concert at the Richard Rodgers Theater. Like, it's different. And I could see becoming a Broadway theater changing that. And I would love to not see that.
1: They mentioned, too, like being for profit. Like, I was just thinking about this right now. What is the price of going to a show at the Apollo Theater versus going to a Broadway musical? What would happen to the price of that? And be like you said, it is such a big staple in Harlem. It almost feels in a way of like, I don't want to be like, oh, gentrification, but it kind of almost feels like that in a way.
0: I mean, let's, let's go back to what I said earlier. The reason the Apollo opened was to cater to the Black community of Harlem. When we make it a Broadway theater, are we still catering to that community? I think that's something to really think about. And I mean, obviously, it's up to the owners. The owners decide what happens. And... We'll see. I'm interested to see how this plays out.
1: Like, I've been watching their their Twitter account, like, waiting to see what they say. And even in the last couple of days, because, like, this article, I'm looking from it, it's from June 6th. So even, you know, a few days ago, it, like, doubled in the amount of signatures that they have gotten. So really, yeah, really, we're just kind of in a waiting game to wait and see what the theater says.
0: Mm-hmm. Do we know how many? Is there, like, a certain amount of signatures they have to get?
1: They're going up to 15,000 is what they have on their, their petition. And as of right now, they're at 12,000. Wow. Okay. And people are still signing. Like, it still says people signed as of two hours ago.
0: Well, we'd love to hear what you guys have to think. And if you guys want to share your opinions, where can they share their opinions?
1: Yeah, so definitely please let us know. Um, you can find us on Twitter at MTBC Podcast for Musical Theater Book Club Podcast. Or you can email us at MTBC Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Send to your friends, your enemies, everybody. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys.